Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. We believe small businesses are the backbone of our nation. When your business grows, it benefits not only you and your family, it benefits your whole community. Small businesses create a vibrant and connected economy. We employ local people, we donate to local charities, and we work together to build resilient and thriving regional communities. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And now to introduce this episode's guest. Clinton Griffiths is a physio. He's also a small business owner. He runs his own physio practice in Southern Sydney in a suburb called Cronulla. He runs a fabulous practice with an awesome team. And one of the most amazing things he has achieved as a business owner is building this really relaxed and friendly culture. The culture runs strongly throughout every touch point of the business, including his team and the overall vibe within the practice itself. A great team and a great level of service has of course meant that Clinton has always experienced a really healthy and steady flow of word of mouth referrals. However, while Clinton thought this was great, and it is great, he wanted to be a bit more in charge of his own destiny when it came to marketing. So word of mouth referrals, of course, are always fantastic. However, he knew he needed more than that to grow his business further. And he also knew that there were still plenty of people outside of those that were being referred that could potentially be perfect clients for his clinic. Plus, he was always just a little bit nervous about what would happen if the word of mouth referrals dried up. He just didn't really feel that he had much control over that form of marketing and all not as much as he would like to have. So in June last year, Clinton jumped on board with our How To Do Marketing Academy. Since then, he's grown his revenue by 30% using a marketing system that allows him to have much more control over his destiny than simply relying on word of mouth. So how did he do it? Listen to my chat with Clinton and you'll find out exactly how he has achieved this. Hi, Clinton, and welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show. Hi, Jane. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Now, um, we're going to get stuck into the conversation around marketing and in particular your marketing um, and your experience with marketing. But before we do that, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your business, Beachside Physio? Yeah, sure, Jane. So I'm the director of Beachside Physiotherapy and Sports Clinic. Uh, we're in Cronulla, which is just south of uh, just south of Sydney, close to the beach, as the business name suggests. And it's uh, yeah, it really is a beautiful place to live. Um, we're the longest-standing physiotherapy clinic in Cronulla. We started way back in '92, uh, '93, and that's something that 
I'm quite proud of. And uh, in terms of what we do, Jane, we help people overcome pain and injury so they can spend quality time with family and friends without the burden of pain. And wow. in terms of size, we have, uh, we have four full-time physios. We have an exercise physiologist, um, a full-time practice manager and four admin team as well. And that's, um, that's something I'm super proud of, Jane, is, is our team. You know, they go above and beyond for me personally and, um, and they do the same for our clients. And it certainly makes my job a hell of a lot easier. And uh, I really enjoy working with them on a daily basis. Yeah, awesome. And I know any conversations that we've had about your business, you, you often mention your team um, and the culture and the vibe. That, and, it's, and it's actually one yeah. of the things that kind of ends up standing you apart a bit, isn't it? That, that, that it culture. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We get, um, you know, we get comments around the vibe and uh, all the time, which is, yeah. uh, which is awesome, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a nice big team. So did you start the business yourself i'm not doing the maths you no in, no in 92 i was that. 10 years yeah. old so a little yeah, bit I was my, gonna say, <laughs> my math isn't great but I'm, no. I'm thinking that's a little bit too too young yeah. for you to no, start i came a into the business uh 10, 10 years ago um right. so yeah, yeah it started well before my time yeah and what made you want to run a business or buy a business so you bought into the business as a partner did you correct yeah, yeah. yep yep yeah. i uh, i never actually wanted to to start a business um i just yeah. came out of uni as a as a new grad and kind of just fell into it i was working at beachside as a as a grad and seeing my 60 70 patients a week working six days a week and wow. uh one of the directors wanted to sell out she wanted to sell her share so i thought you know uh, how hard could that be um, <laughs> <laughs> as we all do <laughs> that's right um what a steep learning curve that was i yeah. Uh, yeah i was just thrown totally in the deep end i was um you know seeing my 60 70 patients a week uh, doing six days work a week and now I was running the business as well and having to do all those extra tasks that a business owner has to do. Um, it was a super busy period, Jane. And not only that, I was I was still learning my craft, you know. I was still learning how to be a physio and now I had to run a business also. And, um, yeah, during that period I got married to my beautiful wife, Prue, and uh, we had three kids, uh, Jack, Sophie and Olivia as well, So and bought a home. So it was a super busy <laughs> period for us, a bit of a roller coaster ride, but... Um, Definitely uh, a period that I'm quite grateful for and I certainly learned a lot about myself during that time. Yeah. Um, and then I, bought, I purchased the other share of the business, the other 50% of the business um, more recently. So now I am the sole director and, uh, yeah, the business is in a great position and I'm quite excited about the future. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. So when you bought into the business, you had another business partner and, and you, you spoke about kind of getting your head around the business side of the... Uh, look, honestly, I mm. don't think... I think so many of us would not start a business. Like if we, know, if we knew then what we know now, so many of us would have gone, oh, yeah. I don't know about that actually. No, that all sounds a bit too hard. But you don't. You go in with your eyes shut exactly thinking, oh, well, you know, it should be right. Um, yep. What is it? Paying a few invoices and managing a few people, it'll, it'll be fine. That's exactly what, right. What do you think... Two questions. One, was your partner able to kind of mentor you or provide you with a bit of guidance? Like they'd obviously been in the business for a while. Was that a... Yeah. No, Did they no. help or... or they no, could, no, no, they didn't help. Okay. Um, and, and that was fine. Um, it didn't help clinically and didn't help from a business perspective. So I sort of <laughs> did it, I did it all myself, um, wow. which was totally fine. Um, you know, they had just run the business the old school way, just, um, it, well, in physiotherapy anyway, just turn up, see your patients and get out of there and let admin sort the rest out. 
um, no marketing, no nothing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it was a massive learning curve for me, that's for wow. sure. Wow, yeah, yeah. And particularly when you're still learning your craft as well, as you say, I think that's such a valid point when you're actually trying to become a, a, an expert in your in your field as well as get your head around yep. the business side of, of things. That's a massive task. So in terms of the business side of things, what was probably your biggest steepest learning curve like where was it because you've obviously got people management i mean you've got a big mm. team and and i'm sure you would have had a, a, a team of some size at that point as well you've got the team which can be a massive job that i think mm. we all anticipate uh, uh, you know we we underestimate i should say how big that job will be you've got yep. the finance side of things you've got the marketing and the sales and then you've just got general operations you know in terms of keeping the lights on that's right. What do you think was the steepest learning curve for you? I think the steepest learning curve for me was the, the, te the team was definitely a challenge, but the team that we have now is so good compared to what we had back in those days. So that, I mean, that part is um, sort of more or less runs itself now, um, you know, get great people on board and uh, it makes your job a hell of a lot easier. But I think the, the steepest learning curve was the fact that I couldn't continue to do 60 to 70 patients a week doing six days and and still have a passion for physiotherapy, Jane. Um, I knew that I had to step away a little bit or reduce my hours a bit in terms of treating and look at the business probably from a more objective standpoint. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, along came marketing with that as well. Yeah, 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 nice. So, so you started, you, you bought into the partnership, you're on this huge learning curve where you're like, holy moly, did not realise that the, all of this was even a thing. Because I think half, like the majority, 90% of it is we don't know what we don't know. And we find yeah. out the hard way, you know, we find out as things are kind of landing on our desk. And as you said, if you're working six days a week, just seeing patients, you know, yeah. when on earth would you be doing all your invoices and your, you know, performance reviews and your, and your yeah, marketing and, and all of that sort of stuff. But something that I've noticed with working with you is that you really enjoy that business side of things. Is, is, is that right? Like, do yeah. you, would you prefer, like, are you kind of good now that you've got a balance of both? Like you get to do a bit yeah. of you know, and, a, and, and, a, and a bit of business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, what it has done, it's renewed my passion for, for physio, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, I love I love both sides of the business, my clinical side and also um, the business side equally now. And, uh, you know, it got to a point there where I was resenting going to work every day because, you know, I, we had the kids and I could be up all night, you know, three or four nights in a row and then having to go to work for 12 hours a day and put on a smile and, and have the same conversation with people all day long. So, um, yeah, it was yeah. certainly challenging yeah yeah too much so you're plugging away you're getting your head around the business side of things is it when you purchased the business outright that you started to look more deeply into the marketing side of things or did you have a bit of a go at marketing yourself like how did you kind of you know approach your marketing journey yeah i uh i did have a go myself um which was not good <laughs> you yeah, yeah, because we're, we're like we had been in operation since ninety two, ninety three. So our we we got quite a lot of word of mouth referrals and uh, also local doctors, GPs, and and surgeons, uh, which obviously hugely cost effective. But um, there was always a little voice in the back of my head saying, "What if these referrals dry up? You know, what if people stop referring to us?" Which is unlikely to happen, Jane. But you know, 
I, I didn't have much control around that and it was always a bit of a source of anxiety for me. So um, I wanted some level of control around attracting new clients to Beachside and uh, kind of to be a, a master of my own destiny, so to speak. And um, obviously marketing was a big part of that. And um, yeah, in the past, I suppose I, I'd used a bit of a scattergun approach. I'd I'd um, do a blog post here and there or a Facebook post and yeah. I think we even tried letterbox drop at some point and um, yeah. yeah, I'll let you guess how that went. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you know, I don't think any, like all of those are correct. You know, all mm. of those are, are, are absolutely things that work for local businesses and work in a local area marketing plan. Yeah. Um but I think it's the expectations of the results around a lot of those. So, so your letterbox yeah. drop is a perfectly valid marketing technique. Yep. But a lot of the time we do those things like a letterbox drop or, a, or an ad in the local paper and we might just do that once a year or, or whatever and we expect to see this massive, you know, um, result of all these people all of a sudden, you know, we've, we've dropped 20,000 flyers, so we expect, yeah. you know, 200 people to be calling the next the next week. But but having, you know, yeah. you having... Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. Like, you're certainly not Robinson Crusoe there. I think anyone who's just starting out with marketing has those, those expectations because they're like, well, this takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It's cost me a lot of money. So I've got to get some sort of return immediately off the, off the back of that. But obviously something that, that you're probably quite sick of me banging on about is, is in terms of, of a marketing process and putting yes. in place a marketing ecosystem, all of which comes off the back of a marketing strategy, it's actually those multiple touch points and a consistent and persistent approach with those multiple touch points that will drive results over time. So had yes. you kept doing those those letterbox drops as well as Facebook posts, as well as blogs, you know, the, the, the digital stuff every every week or every month and then a letterbox drop maybe say every quarter, yep. you would have you you would have got some results at, at you know whether it was three months down the track, six months down the track, because you have this constant stream of touch points going to to the right people. Because it takes, you know, as as we always speak about, ten touch points at least, or or on average, ten touch points for people to actually have with your business before they can make a decision about kind of, you know, moving forward. And and the thing, obviously, with physio, is it only you only need physio when you need physio. So it's not like That's you right. can be sitting in your lounge room, check your letterbox you're perfectly fine, a, a flyer comes through for physio, you're perfectly fine. Of course you're not going to just call and say, yeah. No, no, I'm straight just, in the bin, isn't it? <laughs> your flyer looks great, so I'm just yeah. going to book an appointment, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you're not even thinking about it then because as a customer, as a client, it's not your pain point, you know. Literally, you don't have a pain point. Um, yes. So, and that's right. People want to get rid of clutter or, or whatever. Now, now, in the case that someone uh, one was sitting there, you know, in their living room, they go to go and check the mail. They've just been to the GP because they've had a reoccurring hip problem, and the and the GP said you you need to go and find a physio. Had they have gone and checked the letterbox and grabbed that flyer out of the out of the out of the letterbox, they'd probably go. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, here we go. That's fortuitous. Great. I might give them a call. I need to, you know, book sure. a physio. But that's always yep. just going to be such a small percentage of, of people. But 
as I said, you are absolutely on the right track. It's just, you know, putting the a few steps before that um, and, and understanding how consistent and persistent we need to be with, with that activity. And, yep. and that's one of the biggest problems a lot of small business owners have is the time. You know, you've touched on that before. Yeah. When you're trying to balance young family, you know, team, uh, all the other stuff, all the other hats that you have to wear in the business, plus then actually making the time to, to see the clients, marketing is often the, the job that falls off the radar. So, so this is, you know, and it's, it's cyclical. We get busy, we stop marketing. So then, you know, stuff, clients stop ringing, you know, the yep. phone stops yep. ringing and, and the cycle starts again. So we start marketing, et cetera, et cetera. What I loved about what you said just then was the word of mouth referrals. And yeah, while I'm completely with you, I have no doubt, I don't think you would ever be in danger of of those word of mouth of referrals ever drying up because, as you said, you've got an awesome culture, you've got a fabulous team, you're good at what you do. Um, It's a great business. It's stood the test of time. It's been been there for years. It's a really viable business. However, I just love the fact that the way you term that of of, um, being in charge of your own destiny because word of mouth referrals will only get the business so far. You know, you're you're always limited to that really, really, really slow growth of people that already know you. And as you said, it's completely out of your control. So what happens like when everything's going really well and you've got the stronghold in the market and you've been, you know, you're you're providing that awesome service and and all the rest, great. But what happens if a new physio or three new physios get to Cronulla and they're national physios that, you know, come in with all the branding and all the marketing and all the fancy, you know, bits and bobs and that gets distracting for customers, you know, and there's that shiny new shiny new thing syndrome. And if they haven't sure. seen you for a couple of years, they think, oh, you know, this all looks new and exciting and the marketing's, you know, really great. I'm going to go and check them out. So if you, you know, if you haven't got something in place to make sure that, that you're, you know, staying front of mind and, and, and making sure, A, that those word of mouth referrals keep coming in, but B, you're actually controlling um, how many more people above and beyond those word of mouth referrals come in. You've yeah. got a much, you know, more viable, I guess, flow of of customers coming coming in your direction. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's always been a challenge um, with those word of mouth referrals because you know, Fabrice, a colleague of mine who I purchased a business off. Um, you know, he opened the business um, back in 92, 93. And uh, so he's been there since the start. I've been there for 10 years. So we've seen a lot of clients over the years. And, um, you know, to bring someone new on board, people are, you know, they know, like, and trust Fab and myself. So, um, you know, they sometimes they just want to see us, which is a, which is a challenge if we're not available. But, yeah. you know, the team we've got now, pretty much anyone that comes to the clinic is, is happy to see anyone, which is, uh, you know, a great position to be in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep, that that makes sense. 
So, so you went out and you, you started doing a, a few of your own things. Um, you were a bit disappointed with the result, probably a little bit disillusioned with the whole marketing thing, which, which never works to, to motivate us to keep going with the marketing. Absolutely. <laughs> when we struggle to fit it in in the first place and then we do a little bit and spend a bit of money and it doesn't, you know, have it, deliver the, on the expectations that we have, then yeah. you're not going to be in a rush to keep going with it. So you jumped on board with the Academy nine months ago. Um, And I think you'd been doing a a coaching program before that, hadn't you? And and, and they maybe touched on a bit of marketing, had they? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. With Nick Schuster, who's a a Brisbane based um, business coach, physio business coach. Um, And yeah, that's probably where my interest um, or my marketing proper marketing journey started. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So he worked yeah, your yeah. appetite a bit for it, did he, he did. in that yeah, program? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then um so you jumped on board with with the Academy um and we've been working together ever since. Did you have any hesitations before kind of committing to to a program that was was 12 months so you know it wasn't yeah. going to be um, sporadic kind of marketing here or there. Did you have any hesitations about making that commitment, or, or I guess solidifying that that investment in your in your marketing? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think the biggest the biggest one for me, Jane, was probably the cost. Like, how, how much was I going to have to fork out, and what was it going to cost me a fortune? You know, am I going to see results? And if I do see results, are the results going to be even meaningful? Are just going to be, you know, a patient here, a patient there? Um, and how was I going to market? You know, what what platform was I going to use? Was it going to be Google Ads, Facebook, Insta, email, yes. Um, yes. letterbox drop, you name it? What was it going to be? Um, but I did know I had to start. And if the yeah. business was going to grow, I, I knew I had to um, put some time, effort and some money into uh, my marketing efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the marketing industry um, can be a little bit daunting or I guess the notion of marketing can be really daunting because there isn't that kind of, and, and I don't know, I, I mean, I don't know whether it's it's straightforward for a lot of professions, like even in terms of HR support or even accounting support, like it can differ so greatly between you know, even if I look at the accounting side of things, like there's all the bookkeeping stuff and then there's the compliance stuff, but then there's accountants who will be really, you know, proactive and, pro, you know, I guess with your with your budgets and your forecasting and, and they, they give you strategic advice and mm. you kind of don't really know what you're going to get a lot of the time until you actually start. And yeah. um, sometimes it can be that trial and error. And and I know with marketing, like it's even more vast than than something like accounting. Like there's so there's so much that falls under the umbrella of of marketing. Yeah. And at one post, uh, at one point, I actually had a colleague, and I just love love this idea. He said, "I've got an idea for for a podcast because we come across it all the time." And he said, "I'm going to start a podcast, and it's going to be called Everyone's a Fucking Marketer." And I laughed because I just thought that is the problem with the marketing industry is everyone is a fucking marketer. So these poor small businesses who are just trying to navigate what is it that I want and need for my business, you've got all the kind of media reps calling themselves marketing marketing representatives. So you've got, you know, like the yellow pages yeah. and the online directories, they're all your digital marketing representatives 
No, they're not. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like th they work in a digital marketing field, but they're, they're a lot of the time, particularly in those, those instances, they're sales reps selling you a digital marketing solution. Um, and then you've got, you know, your Facebook marketing agencies and your, your Google marketing agencies. Yeah, it's absolutely and endless and, and confusing, totally confusing. Copywriters, website developers yeah. all going under the, the umbrella of marketing. Then you've got advertisers and PR people. And, and mm. a lot of them are using the language that promotes themselves in that marketing space. Yeah. So no wonder small businesses just get so, small business owners just get so confused as well. What do I what where do I go? Like who do I start with? Ah, you know, I just I just need someone to 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 uh, to work on my marketing with. Um, so so I completely get how overwhelming that is, particularly when you don't know where to start. And I and I completely agree with you in terms of well. You, you're not sure how much you need to invest. You know, you, you're not sure what that looks like as an investment, um, a total investment, not sure the commitment that's going to be required of yourself and most importantly, not sure if it's actually going to work and you'd already had some experiences where your marketing didn't work and so you don't kind of want to repeat that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, completely get that. Um, what did you think it might involve what did you think marketing might what might look like um i suspected that it was going to involve social um, yep. from the start which it, which it has um <laughs> i wasn't quite sure which platform it was going to be on whether it was going to be insta or facebook or both yep. um but I, I did know it would be on social uh, just because of its enormous reach jane yeah um and I, I think my perception of marketing was that was going to be expensive? It was going to be time-consuming. It was going to be um, pretty boring as well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jane. Wow! Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that was anything positive. but um, that. Uh, you know, I, I was really surprised at how inexpensive it has been to uh, to get our brand out there, particularly through Facebook ads. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a little bit time-consuming, but not hugely time-consuming. You know, making the videos and. Um, you know, I can probably do uh, two or three videos in an hour or an hour and a half and that's edited and ready to go onto the, onto the platform. Yeah. Um, and it's been fun. It hasn't yeah. been boring at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I love getting to the end of the month and going through my spreadsheet and putting in the numbers and looking at the results and then marrying that up with what I'm seeing in the clinic. It's, um, yeah. yeah, I look forward to it now, Jane. So yeah. I never thought I'd say that, certainly yeah. not 12 months ago anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never, I've certainly, I've definitely heard again and again and again the perception that it's going to be expensive um, and that it's not going to work. But I've never, ever heard anyone say that they thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> what did you think would be boring about it out of interest? Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But I, that was just the perception that didn't I had. tickle your um, fancy. No, it didn't. Um, <laughs> not at all. But now that I can see the results, I'm, yeah, I, I suppose I'm more enthused about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Uh, well, I tell you what, with those perceptions and those hesitations, you did bloody well to, to actually move forward and, and, and start and, and invest in your marketing. That's awesome. Thanks, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
So the first thing we do, obviously, is not just jump straight into the Facebook ads and 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 making the videos and, and all the rest. With, with anything we do, whether it's with an academy client or whether it's with a client that we're actually going to be doing the marketing for them, we start with the strategic planning process, which is exactly where we started with yourself. Yeah. With that, did you have, and I know it's nine months ago, I'm asking you to remember, there's a lot that's happened okay. since then, but... Uh, were yep. there any particular heart moments or realisations that kind of dropped out of that strategic planning process um, and, and what were they? Yep, the, um, the big one for me, and I've, I've never thought about it like this before, but it was identifying our ideal client, um, gaining real clarity around who that person is was, was huge for us. And yep. um, we had a couple, but um, Christine is the, uh, is the avatar that we came up with. And uh, Christine is a baby boomer, a self-funded retiree, and she has uh, two to three grandkids that she looks after two to three days a week. Um, she loves keeping active and having coffee with friends, walking on the Esplanade down here at Cronulla. Um, and now she finds herself busier than ever because she's now looking after elderly parents as well as the grandkids. Um, she's unfortunately had a history of back pain and also a little bit of knee pain and She'll do anything to keep her body moving. Um, her greatest fear, Jane, is that an injury is going to prevent her from caring for her family. Um, so that's Christine. So, um, yeah, and then after defining the avatar, you know, we, we just worked out how we were going to get in front of that person. Um, yeah. And that was, that was through Facebook videos um, where the boomers tend to spend a lot of their time on that platform. So that yeah. was logical for us. Yeah. Um, I, and I think the other aha moment was um, was your education around how we were actually going to track the marketing efforts um, because previously I just had no idea how we were going to track that and, you know, Google ads and, and Facebook ads um, make it so easy to track these numbers and uh, that really sat well with me because I didn't want to spend this money and go, oh, okay, so how do I know that that's worked? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's great to see how it's how it's evolved and um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love that, and I love. I think that that understanding your your target um, is probably an aha moment, or it's a moment of clarity for so many business owners because so many business owners, um, because we can service a whole bunch of people that you know in the community or, or, or within the segments. There's a there's a whole bunch. To, you know technically there's a whole bunch of different people that, that we can provide our services to mm. um but that that process of kind of segmenting the market and going okay we can provide this is where our this is where our services are kind of most relevant these are the people that we can really help um now let's work out which groups of those um we would actually like to go and target and and originally we had two segments down for you because we kind of looked at a few different segments originally we did, and we yeah. had the we had the christines and we also had tradies had, as a potential yeah, we, had, we had trent the tradie trent the tradie god i love how you've got all the trent, details <laughs> at the ready this is trent awesome. wasn't too engaged he was a, a little bit lazy he, he, trent, might, have, he might have been at the pub Trent's probably at the pub and um, Trent Trent doesn't engage on social media. 
got it got to sure. say yeah. so yep. so so big trent um might might not even be on social media and even if he is he's flicking through and he's certainly not going to be liking anything or, or commenting on anything so it's That's a right. bit hard to 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 really kind of gauge whether whether big trent's um you know seeing and, and interacting with with our content but but we did we kind of went okay these are the two segments within the the Cronulla Shire um, within the the community these are the two segments and and we designed communication strategies for both okay so if we're talking yep. to Trent he's a tradie um, and so here's the kind of injuries that that Trent might be experiencing so um, you know here's the kind of communication and the messages that we'll get to, to Trent you know what is it how, we, we kind of looked at his journey on coming on board and would it be his girlfriend that might have, you know, something to do with, with influencing to come along? What are the, the risks? Because, you know, like where, whereas Christine was more worried about if she, if she can't move, she can't help her son or daughter look after the kids and she can't help her elderly parents. So it's really important that she moves. And plus she's really social. So she wants to, she, she doesn't want to miss those walks along the Esplanade with all her friends because that's exactly where she finds out what happens each week with all the goss. Absolutely, yeah. So, so that's her motivation, whereas Trent, you know, if his back goes out or if his shoulder's out and he can't work, that's a financial problem. Like that's a mm. huge problem. Or if he can't go to the gym and work out and he starts getting flabby and so socially, you know, he's, he's not feeling as, as, um, as, as that he looks good. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a problem. So two really different problems and, and, and aspirations there to address. So we kind of did, um, we experimented with both. And, and as you noticed, and, and I love that you love the measurements because so do I, but you're, you noticed and you diligently, you know, checked to see who was responding with, with the Facebook post. And, and I think um, Christine and all her friends, and we call her Christine, but it was obviously, it, was, it wasn't really Christine. It was no, no. <laughs> Christine-esque yep. people. They yes. were loving it. That, how, how, did, how would you describe them, them, um, their reaction to some of your Facebook content? Yeah, they were, they were just happy to comment and, you know, thank me for the advice because um, that's what they are. They're just educational pieces. And, uh, you know, when they, when they come into the clinic, they, uh, they often make comment about the video and, you know, oh, I did this exercise that really helped and blah, blah, blah. So it's been, it's been really positive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and would you say it was people, because you had a Facebook page at this stage, you, you had had a Facebook page, would you say it was people that were already kind of in your community? Did you get a few new people coming in via these videos? Was it a mixture of both? What, what would you say it was? Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely a mixture of both. Um, yeah. Certainly, you know, we've always had people that would comment on our posts um, within our community um but yeah we, we certainly had they, they just received so many likes and then i invited them uh, to like the page and then they started engaging so it was just kind of snowballing jane yeah isn't that awesome and just for the context for everybody listening so essentially um a big part of there, there was a few things that we, we we did it wasn't just facebook ads but a big part of the campaigning for for clinton's marketing was putting together videos um, and we had Trent and Christine in mind, but the, the videos for Christine won out in the end. Um, and they were literally like two, three minute videos where Clinton would say, you know, have you got a, you know, pain in the hip or a pain in the knee? If you're feeling this, um, here's some exercises that you can do, or here's some stretches that you can do that might be able to alleviate that, you know, and if the pain persists, come and, you know, come and see us essentially. Two to three yep. minute videos. 
Now, they were going on his Facebook page, but we were also placing these ads through the ad system so that they had much more longevity um, and much more of a chance to actually get seen by new people. Um, and we could control the volume of that. So we could control how many people, like we want, this is not something, there's no point in getting, you know, Clinton's ads advertised in Western Australia or Victoria. Like this is a very much a local area marketing plan. So we needed to make sure that those ads, you know, were seen by enough people enough times within the right area. Um, and we knew the kind of age group and the, and the description of the people that we wanted to target. So it was so awesome when we were able to kind of see people um, getting to, to know that content, to, to like Clinton and, and, and what he was kind of talking about, um, and then trust him enough to actually pick up the phone and, and come in and see him, which was so good. Um, okay, so we've, we've, we've spoken about what some of that activity was, which was mostly the, the activity that, that we've been doing, and we've kind of just been tweaking that along the way. You've, yep. you've had a few challenges, though, along the way with this, with this marketing, marketing approach. What, what have some of those challenges been? Yeah, I think the main challenge was breaking the ice in front of the camera, Jane. I'd done a little bit in front of the camera before, but... When I saw the plan that you had implemented um, and I saw that it's going to involve lots of camera work, I was, you know, I was, it was scary. It was daunting at first, but I'm naturally an introvert. So, um, yeah, it was scary to think that I'm going to be in front of thousands of people on Facebook. But literally after doing that first video or two, you know, that, that barrier was totally, uh, totally broken down. So uh, the other one was probably being consistent with the marketing, as you alluded to earlier on, you know, um, I think we've uh, had a chat before, but around that um, Christmas, New Year's period, it was really tough. I, my kids are all born late in the year, two in December and one in November. So it's birthday, 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 Christmas. And um, so being prepared for that time of year, I think going forwards, it's going to be massive. I didn't pump out much marketing material during that period just because it was so busy. And then we flowed over into January and that just happened to be a record month um, for us or a record January for us. So um it's yeah i'm back on the horse now um which is good but content thinking of content all the time jane um yeah, what yeah. we found is that we we get questions on a daily basis within the clinic and um they sort of form a, form the basis of, of the videos that we um that we do so awesome and then we had the challenges around um the facebook artificial intelligence which was so frustrating Annoying. Uh, so basically when you know i was submitting an ad for review the ads were being rejected um because of what facebook calls um i think it's called personal attributes where um if you put um you know personal attributes say say foot or shoulder or, or even pain within the text of the ad um facebook ai picks that up and and rejects the ad so that means i have to go back into how i created the ad and change the wording and blah 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 which i which i got around in the end yeah. Um, but it was definitely really, really frustrating. Um, but yeah. we outsmarted Facebook in the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're listening, Facebook, we, you know, we're not doing anything wrong. It was your artificial intelligence that was that was picking it's, it up in the wrong context. Yes, right. yes, um, yeah. And that 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 is so frustrating. And unfortunately, it's just one of those glitches that that we come across in in Facebook that. Um, 
you know, there's nothing, unfortunately, there's really nothing that we can, can do about it. And it's sometimes, like sometimes when Facebook introduce a new feature or when they turn up the volume on that artificial intelligence in terms of, you know, taking taking away more responsibility from human brains and putting it more towards that, that artificial intelligence, you get this overdrive of, you know, incorrect, basically, activity and assumptions. And yeah. Facebook have always, always been this kind of faceless, ironically, organisation where there's no help, support. You know, it's like Google. You know, there's, there's mm. kind of, you know, unless it's for specific invest, you know, paid for products, there is no support. There's no, um, there's no. no, you know, helpline. There's, there's, there's no one. And even if you are spending money with them, like it's, it's, you've got to be kind of spending big bucks to get a Facebook account manager. And it can be really frustrating. And all you can do is exactly what, what you did and just experiment, tweak, yeah. and then you eventually get to see where the little flags are. And yeah. then when you're developing your content, you can just be aware of those and, and, and make sure that, you know, you try not to, to tweak the red flag there. Um, so you did exactly the right thing. And I think really because, yeah, again, for the, the, the personal attributes, because you do have those, those personal attributes, um, the physio stuff seems to be a little bit more sensitive than, say, a bread shop or, sure. or whatever. Um, yeah. So you did so well to persist there. And, and, and as well, you know, in fact, I don't, I don't think I even knew that you were hesitant to get in front of the camera. I think you just, you pretty much just went, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yep, fine, no oh, problem. I did, yeah. <laughs> Inside you, I was churning. <laughs> right. Okay, well, you did very well to hide that because you were like straight onto it. And I think, you know, within a week or so of having that, that, that marketing plan put together, you produced your three videos. They were up on Facebook. Yeah. You, were, you were rolling. That was awesome. Oh. I like a checklist, Jane. If you give yeah. me a checklist, I'll I'll just tick them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You certainly, you certainly did that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and the consistency and and the persistency is is one hundred percent. And that's where sometimes you know this is a problem that I have all the time in my business as well, is making sure that my marketing is persistent and and consistent. And all we can do is is just, you know, do our very best knowing that marketing will only work if we are consistent and persistent. But, hey, mm. if we have a month, you know, where we just don't get to it for whatever reason, don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, just accept that, okay, that was that month, this month's different, we'll do things differently, we'll, be, you know, reprioritise. I think, too, because of your, you love that that measurement process and and the fact that you actually get to see those measurements each month mm. would would help you is is that right oh absolutely yeah 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 it's um i get i get excited <laughs> i sound like a bit of a marketing nerd <laughs> now but i get excited when i fill in that spreadsheet um and because i can see the results i can see the results there objectively in the spreadsheet and then i, I marry that up with the uh, other numbers that i track through the business and then i and yeah and so you can see the results it's yeah. it's good yeah, yeah. And and again, for context for, for everyone, so the spreadsheets, and they're really rudimentary. At, at some stage, I'll get a flash dashboard for, for all of this measuring. But the, the spreadsheets, we're not just tracking, you know, how many leads and sales that we get each month or how many appointments. Like we, we do have all of that information in there. 
Um, but we're also tracking, you know, how many people are actually seeing our content because we knew we wanted to get Clinton's brand in front of a whole bunch of people that didn't know already about Beachside. So we wanted to extend mm. it beyond the people who would already be giving us that word of mouth referral. So that meant we had to, to get the content in front of a whole lot more new people. So, so we measured, you know, how many people we were, get it, we, we're getting the, the content in, in front of each month how many people are then engaging with that content um, and then, of course, you know, how many people end up booking appointments. And, of course, it's not linear. So just like in August, if you get a whole bunch of people seeing your content, we don't necessarily see the appointments, you know, jump up for August. It might mm. be if we have three months of consistent high reach and engagement, you know, in the, in, the, in the fourth month, we might actually start to see more, you know, leads and phone calls and, and clients. And we with you kind of measure new clients, you know, versus existing clients and how many, you know, appointments per, per patient, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so there's lots of different m measurement points that we, that we have that we're tracking and um, you're so diligent at it, which is, which is awesome because I get excited <laughs> about seeing it. Each <laughs> so what do you think are some of the benefits that you've experienced from this really boring, in, um, boring expensive investment that you didn't think would, would necessarily drive any, any return? Yeah, well, I, well, the benefits have been huge, far beyond what I'd expected, Jane, I'm happy to admit. Um, <laughs> aside from learning a, a new skill, you know, the business has seen quite a significant increase in new patient numbers. Um, we're now averaging 190 appointments a week as opposed to 150 just a year ago. Yeah, um, our local community are becoming more educated about their injuries. Um, and we've received, like, as, as I mentioned before, you know, We've received so many positive comments um, around the videos and it's always good for a little bit of banter within the uh, clinic. Um, and the revenue is up 30% on, um, on this time last year. And so obviously there's other factors at play there, Jane. Um, the big one being the great team that we've got at the moment. But, um, you know, marketing has certainly played a significant role in, in that revenue increase for sure. God, that's so awesome. Actually, there, there is one more thing that you've been doing as well is your, you had um, quite a significant email database of, of ex-patients and, and existing patients and you've been yep. emailing them, you know, once or twice, uh, once every one or two months um, yep. as well. And, and again, um, you had some beautiful examples of where you were using in, storytelling in those mm. emails to actually engage people around, you know, such and such um, was experiencing this, this, this as a result of this, 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 and they started, you know, we saw them for this, this and this, and they started doing this, and then here's the the outcome. But you put some beautiful stories and, and context around those as as well, which was great. And I know emails uh, uh, haven't been as, as persistent and, and consistent as, as you would like, but mm. you definitely had them on the schedule um, yep. and, and that, you know, again, once, once the kind of Facebook's all, all done and dusted, you know, you might have that little bit more time to be able to, to, to spend with, with the emails as well. Because they're just, you know, these are people, obviously these are the people that, that you do stand to get that word of mouth referral to. But as you're getting more and more new patients in, you know, you're, you're expanding that, that network and that reach and, and emails just serve as a beautiful way to keep front of mind and, and keep, you know, the relationship going with, with people who, 
you know, once they, they have one injury fixed, you might not see them for another three or four years. So it's it's yep. a perfect excuse to kind of keep in touch and, and um, in a, you know, valuable way. Sure. Um, so the key marketing measurements that, that you've been you've been keeping. I mean, obviously there's the, the, and thank you for being so generous in terms of sharing your, you know, your leads and, and, and revenue and and the the increase on those. Were there any particular marketing measurements that, that um, you kind of really learned about, about the power of marketing from, or was it kind of all of them, you know, mixed together and, and, and I Mm. guess seeing them all together, um, and the effect of, of how they all kind of relate to, to one another or were there particular measurements that, that you were able to learn from? Um, I was already tracking a lot of the numbers within the business as well, but in terms of the marketing, I think that the most powerful thing that I noticed in since starting work with you, Jane, is that I can spend $100 on a Facebook ad and get our business in front of 8,000 people within a 2K radius of my clinic um, and these people have the exact same demographics as Christine, our ideal client. Um, so that was the that was my biggest learning, and uh, that's what I took out of. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I that's love That's the number it. one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, right. So the potency, the potency of of where that lands, and and that's the brilliant thing about digital marketing is that you can track that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, really powerful, and I could, for me, that was nervous about spending money on marketing. Um, you know, I didn't even know there were eight thousand Christines within two k's <laughs> of my clinic, so now I do. <laughs> That's right. Right. You know your potential market size because again, we can assume that the majority of people are on Facebook now. For for Christine, who I think is is she aged between 50, 55 and she's yeah. fifty five and above, yeah. So it yep. might not be a hundred percent strike rate of Christine's on Facebook, but you know it would be you know very close. very close, yeah, yep, 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 absolutely. So if you had to give some advice to another small business owner who was sitting on the fence about investing in marketing, what what specific, you know, apart from you should do it, it's really not that boring, what what specific <laughs> advice do you think you'd, you'd offer to them about marketing and about their journey? Yeah, I think um, get started straight away, Jane, because the sooner, the sooner they start, the sooner they're going to reap the benefits. Um, and it's all about getting momentum. Um, starting is always going to be the hardest part. And I think everyone's going to have their own fears and barriers around their marketing and you know, that's perfectly natural and they should have some level of peace with that. But, um, and also get expert advice because it, um, it just de-risks the whole process, Jane, yeah. um, to have you there with uh, providing a plan, direction, um, holding me accountable. Um, I'm yes. a person that needs to be held accountable. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the measuring, which we've covered, has been um, awesome. Um, yeah. And it just ensures you're not going to be throwing money away at marketing that um, isn't going to have any return. Yeah, 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 100%. I think that would be awesome advice. And um, if anyone, and especially if you are sitting on the in the Southern Shires listening to this <laughs> in, in Cronulla within a 2K radius from, from Beachside <laughs> Physio um, and look a bit like Christine Sounds, um, if, if, if our listeners would like to come and see some of that, that wonderful marketing that you're doing or, or find out a little bit more about Beachside Physio or yourself, where yep. can they find you? 
Yep, they can go to our Facebook page at uh, Beachside Physio and Sports Clinic uh, to, if they want to see those videos or they can, if they want to know more about us as a business, they can go to our website, which is beachside-physio.com.au or if they uh, want to email me personally, it's my full name, which is Clinton Griffiths with an S on the end at gmail.com. Brilliant. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your marketing journey with me. That's awesome. And all of our listeners, I think there's so, there's so much that, that people will be able to take away from that because I think it's such a familiar journey that you have so beautifully managed to take and overcome all of the, the hurdles. So well done, Clinton, and thank you so much for today. Thanks, Jane. Thanks so much for having me and all your help. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. Hey, if you're really enjoying these episodes and feel like they are helping you become a better marketer, head into your podcast app and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing in. And if you know a small business owner who you think might also find this episode helpful or any of the other episodes helpful, please grab a screenshot of the episode and send it over to them. And of course, I always love to hear back from you in the form of ratings and review. It uh, helps other businesses find the podcast and it also makes me smile. All right, well, until next time, everybody, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 